1: Welcome back, everyone, to the Geeks, Geezers, and Googleization Show, the home of Googleization Nation, where we talk with HR and business thought leaders about the crazy shift going on in the world of business, technology, and
0: HR. Here's your host, Ira Wolf.
2: Hey, hello everyone! Uh, inauguration day, if you're in the U.S., so a new chapter in our beginning. Welcome back to Geek Skeezers and Googleization. I'm um, Ira Wolf, as I said, and my and co-host. I'm
0: Joyce Joya.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, uh, good to see you, Joyce. Uh, we've got an exciting show. You talk about a uh, good time to be talking about adaptability, uh, beginning a new chapter. Uh, hopefully, it's all for the positive, and uh, hopefully, we're going to be able to share uh, many, many ideas uh, about that and uh, So I what what's going on? What what else? What's new in your world?
0: Wow. So much has happened. I got vaccinated on Saturday.
2: Oh, congratulations.
0: And I first, you know, the first one. Yeah, Yeah. sure. And it was the Moderna. And four weeks from now, I can get another one and then I can hug my grandchildren (laughs) and that I'm really looking forward to.
2: Yeah. Excellent. I a lot of people are. We just uh, I was just sharing before we got on. I just registered my mother who's in Florida. Hopefully uh, she'll, she'll get an appointment shortly. And uh, we're registered, but we're, we're still waiting. So uh, in Pennsylvania, but it's it's a good turn. Um, well, in
0: Texas, you had to get very lucky with timing. Yeah, that's Very right. lucky with timing. <laughs>
2: yeah, Well, it's all a little bit of luck this time, but hopefully uh, it will be straightened out going forward. Uh, as I said, uh, we're, we're starting a new chapter uh, for us. Every day is a new chapter anymore. It doesn't matter what country you're in, what industry you're in, what job you're in, what role you're in. Uh, every day is, a, is is definitely a new day. And as I've talked about, we, we talk about new normal or no, normal 2.0, talk about the next wave of normal. Uh, And uh, so today, we've got Nancy Watt, uh, who we'll be bringing on in in just a few minutes. Uh, We'll chat a little bit yet. Um, But we'll bring Nancy on. Uh, Met Nancy through the AQAI network. Mm -hmm. Uh, We we both were certified in the adaptability quotient or the AQAI uh, in the same cohort. We bonded right away. We connected, and uh, she's got a very interesting approach. And what I loved about that, and that's why she's on the show, Uh, she talked about how she used um, how she used that using improv,
0: improv, yeah,
2: using improv uh, with a group of clergy. She actually used it with a group of nuns. And they have a community event. Uh, I believe this is correct. You'll correct me if not. Uh, community event once a year or when how often they do it. Uh, and they bring together. They they've had you know the Catholics, the Jews, the Muslim, all varieties, different types of clergy. How do they use that uh, to engage a, a, a different conversation? How do they get more comfortable with change? Uh, one of the right. things that I I talked about was, um, it, it's not. Not, the assessment doesn't solve anything. It just gives us a baseline. Um, talking about it doesn't do anything unless we apply it. But ultimately what people are struggling with is to have the courage to take that first step, to take, the, because we're, people are afraid of, I mean, are fearful of the unknown, the fear of the unknown. Um, yes. so how and and
0: improv you? can help that.
2: Right. Sure. But, so how can we help people gain the courage <clears throat> Which, if you have the courage, you, you, you'll be more confident. And if you're more confident, then you're more hopeful. So, you know,
0: it, it, right. I, I just want to share something quickly with you. I have a, a very good friend named Aldana Ambler. And one of the books that she suggested that I write was a book called Grounded Courage. Hmm. And Grounded Courage is having the competence and confidence that gives you the courage right. to... Basically, climb any mountain to approach any problem. Yep. To know yep. that that whatever it is, you can handle it.
2: Exactly, and that's what we're talking about. It and and whether you know whether it's the courage to have confidence or confidence to have courage. Um, irrelevant. <laughs> uh, it's it's the matter of 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 doing that. And most and also importantly to be hopeful. I mean, there's a lot of pessimism. There's a lot of skepticism. There's a lot of dystopia going on. Um, dystopic futures. But there's so many opportunities, and you and I see the opportunity. And I know Nancy sees the opportunity, but a lot of our guests don't. And a lot of our listeners don't. Well, long so, ago
0: I realized that if I w wasn't optimistic, there was no future in being a futurist. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's, that, that's true. That's that's true. Although some have a pretty dystopic future, that's you know what their view is. Before we jump into Nancy's, because I do want to be able to give her as much time as we possibly can because it's gonna be a really fun conversation, sure. especially talking about improv you know especially setting uh, second city backgrounds you know what's what's that have to do as a future everything um, there's a couple things I want to uh, invite everybody again to join Googleization nation uh, it's free uh, it's our it's our community hopefully we're going to be able to build it uh, certainly you'll get updates and notices about the podcast but other events that are coming up actually looking at having an adaptability summit uh, with a few people Great winding idea. up for maybe the beginning of March. Uh, so we'll stay tuned for that. You'll, you'll be some of the first to know. Uh, I also forget to do this every week. My book, um, Recruiting in the Age of Uh, it was, nom- it was selected as one of the top 50 books to read uh, by Thinkers360. It's still in the top 50 on the best HR recruiting books of all time. And you can get it for free by going to besthrbook.com besthrbook.com. Real simple. Uh, and uh, the only thing you pay is shipping and you'll get a signed copy of the book. So if you do that, uh, really appreciate it. Uh, and Joyce, I know you got your book is coming out. My and- book's
0: coming out, but we can't promote my book until I have a, a place for people to go and, and uh, pre-order it, which will happen.
2: Okay. <laughs> And it's experience rules. rules. Uh, yeah,
0: experience yeah. rules, how positive experiences will drive profit into the future. Yeah.
2: And I know you and I are, and very similar, but you and I are working on a project with Employer of Choice. Yes, we are. going uh, to, to re- revitalize that. And I'm uh, very excited about that because this is definitely a year to do that. So no time like the present uh, to bring on Nancy. Uh, as I said, I met Nancy... Um, three four five months ago time flies I don't know right <laughs> right right I'm,
0: I'm really looking forward to having Nancy on because I love improv uh, my husband and I took an improv course just for fun for something to do together and we had a blast yep. we ha- hated when it was when it had to end and uh, improv is not only uh, valuable in terms of how it can change your uh your perspective but it's also a great kind of team building thing if you're looking for something to do with a team or even with a husband
2: <laughs> <laughs> even with a <the> husband <laughs> so, so, the nancy i love welcome. that
1: or even with a husband <laughs> How great are you?
2: (laughs) Thank you. And and even the Canadians are excited about the the inauguration today, right? We are. Hail from Toronto, right?
1: (laughs) Happy Inauguration Day to you both and to all my American friends. Thank you. We are very excited. (laughs)
0: Yes. Very happy. Good. I'm glad
2: so Nancy let's we, we made the introduction about improv hopefully I didn't screw up your story a whole lot uh, about the uh, the nuns the <laughs>
1: holy humor What a fantastic group. I love that you recalled that, Ira. I remember one of our very first conversations uh, about that happens four times a year. And our city's religious leaders, we get the rabbis and imams and the native elders and the priests. and, um, And they come together to connect and laugh and communicate in a different way with experiential learning from all of the tools and techniques of improv. And it's so great. It is so great. I had um, one of the wonderful things about it is that not just to appreciate the differing perspectives and points of views, but to find the commonalities. Because let me tell you, almost all the time in these workshops, they end up talking shop and they all have the same issues. They're all leading human beings and there's always the same type of you know domestic strife or challenges or things like that and they're really just building community and um and that is what we do and when we build an ensemble that is what we do so it's it's so much fun and i'm so glad you referenced it it's one of my favorite projects
2: and, and once a conversation and i think this goes for anything once a conversation starts uh, we a, tr- a, a genuine conversation. We always realize we have more similar things in our lives than we have differences.
1: We Isn't just that focus the
2: truth? on the differences, right?
1: That's right. And then this cascade starts of uh, of common interests and bonding,
0: and and the yes and and the me too. Right. It's so much more important for us to see the similarities than it is for us to see the differences. Mm -hmm. And so often in the last especially four years, we in the United States have been focused on the differences. And I am looking forward to four years of focusing on the similarities. (laughs) And yet,
1: and yet it's interesting. You know, I study, I study humor and comedy and uh, social science for a living. About four years ago, someone called me a pracademic and it seems to have stuck because uh, like the uh, wonderful thing that you said uh, in your opening, something like talking about it doesn't change anything. We need the courage to act, you know? Um, The research and the evidence-based data and the academia that I study and appreciate is largely synthetic knowledge. Nothing changes anything until we actually practically apply it. So that's the beauty of applied improv. That's what I do and largely why I do it, to give people the, uh, the experience the experience of that i love Joyce how you also refer experience rules
0: it's, yeah. it's so true right nancy but yeah. i want to start at the beginning i sure. want you to define improv for us please
1: ah wonderful improv is um although we know it as an art form improv is not a thing it is not a tangible thing improv is a way it is a way of listening. It is a way of interacting and co creation and connection. Um, the fundamental rule of improv is something called yes and, yes and, whereby, as you and your husband know, Joyce, when you are on stage together and the offer of where we are, the environment, you know, if you and your husband are on stage and he uh, creates the reality that, say, he is on a sailboat you accept that reality. That is the yes. The and is where you contribute and advance the scene and you say, yes, and here comes the north wind. We were warned about that and away you go in a scene. The important thing that I always like to stress when I talk about yes and is not that we agree with the i mean we uh, we agree that the reality has been set in this case a sailboat but it's n- but not necessarily that we like it it is simply acceptance not necessarily always this yes and yes and uh agreement it just means that we accept the reality that has been created and i and i think that that point is important to uh bring home because I tell you, the number one reason that miscommunication happens is that we don't accept the reality of the other. Hmm. And may I say largely why we live in such a politically polarized world that we don't, the conversation doesn't go anywhere. It stops when we simply don't accept the reality of the other. It is only when we do that, then we can continue to build that forward build that forward and in the experience that Ira and I have to appreciate what it means to have adaptability, what that looks like in
0: our ability, in our character, in our environment. What you're reminding me of, Nancy, is something that H.L. Mencken used to do. He had a lot of detractors. Uh, And he was not a great guy in some ways. He was a misogynist and had some kind of way out views. We would consider him Uh, not a a politically correct person for our time. And his response to all of the people who criticized him was to send them a postcard which says, you may be right, HLM. And the reason that that came to mind is that in doing that, he was doing exactly what you're saying. He was accepting That it's okay for them to be where they are. He's not saying that they're that he's he's uh, embracing that point of view, but it's okay for them to be there. I've used that. I've used that more than once. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, one of my
1: very first business mentors years ago. A wonderful, uh, a wonderful executive, and and uh, a great line that uh, she. Uh, gave me was to say, um, hmm, let me think about that. Instead instead of always having uh, the the need to have an answer, you know, the need to be on, allowing, allowing for the space between us to exist and my commitment to think about what you have just said, and I do. Allows for more of a uh, a deepening of that of that connection, and it enriches the the experience. You know, um, we often say in improv that listening is a sacrificial act. You know that it, improv does not happen unless we are mindfully, actively listening. And you know from your experience, I mean, when you're on stage and you're in the moment and you're building something, you are deeply. In that moment, it is indeed a very mindful, playful uh, uh, experience, and listening should be that too. You know, and that, um, and that we can appreciate that that doesn't often happen. You know, so uh, so often people listen, waiting for their turn to respond, rather than being affected. Imagine having having changed as a result of hearing something you just
0: heard. Right, so one of the things that I've, I have think you've said at some point is that silence can create connection. Oh, can you explain yeah. that a little bit for us?
1: So in my workshops,
0: um, I will tell you
1: that silence shows up as another character. Silence allows for that, uh, in terms of whether perhaps we are in in the negotiating table or we are in a heated discussion or even on an improv stage. Silence builds uh, contemplation and it allows for this space of others to experience, a connection that is informed by that silence. And I know that totally sounds artsy. So let me, let me, I, I sound like I, you know, I'm in I'm in an improv workshop, but um, very often it's in its simplest form, what silence does is give us that space, that opportunity to respond versus react. I tell you the difference is huge. Forming, allowing silence to be a part of our conversation, gives us that space and that mindfulness and that ability to form a response, to be affected by what we have just heard, to listen listen as that sacrificial act and respond with kindness and intelligence and and thoughtfulness. Um, Reaction is much more common. And so embracing the silence, and that is straight out of an actor's playbook. You know, right out of Second City, of allowing silence to uh, be a part of the conversation is really, really effective.
0: It works for professional speakers too. I can tell you, absolutely.
2: <laughs> and I know we, and while you were talking about a silence and speaking and hearing and listening. Um, both of you, I think, are familiar with the DISC, the DISC assessment. And, and oftentimes we use that as a, as a tool to help start that conversation to understand one another. And the high eye, for those who aren't familiar with it, I know many are, uh, the high eye is energized by in, influencing other people, and a low eye is de energized by that. So typically the eyes are, are, will be doing the talking, and the I, low eyes will not. What's significant about that? Is when I see somebody that has a hundred percent eye on the scale, uh, is that that they need to become better listeners. But becoming a better listener does not mean just stop talking and waiting for that opportunity to jump in. So you're sitting there counting the seconds, counting the minutes. (laughs) Now I can. Okay, I've had enough. Now I can do it. Uh, So it's really, it really is. You know, it took a while to understand that active listening, listening is a skill. It, listening is just not talking. It's just not somebody else coming and you hear the words, but you're not absorbing them. I also love what you said, Nancy, and going back to what you and I have been talking about that continuum of adaptability. Um, you know, starting with flex, again, people throw in a lot of buzzwords. And mm-hmm. last year, the buzzword of the year was resilience. Everybody needs to become more resilient. And the year before that, was, or a few years before that, it was grit. Uh, right. These are all things we measure with the AQAI. So we have grit, mm-hmm. resilience, growth mindset, mental flexibility and learning. Um, but people can co- uh, conflate, is the word I was looking for. Yes. Flexibility, agility, resilience, grit, adaptability, all one and the same. And what I was trying to do was differentiate it to make sense. Um, what you just said something about react the difference between reacting and responding, which is really embracing it. So right. on this continuum, the research just the research is saying is that flexibility and agility are reactions to a situation. So flexibility is is the ability to react to. To uh, a catalyst, to a change, right. sort of like changing, going going down the river, flowing down the river. Correct. Um, similar to agility, some talk about flexibility being an individual uh, trait, and agility as being more of an organizational or a team trait. Um, but w- whichever is they, everybody agrees that it's a reaction to a res- to to an event. Where when we talk about resilience, it's the ability to be- bounce back after that event. But you haven't grown further. You haven't really grown at all. And endurance is just being able to plow through that. It's, it's having that tanker, that Hummer, that that machine, uh, the Terminator crash through a brick wall and come out the other side unscathed, but no different. They just survived. Right. But when we're talking about adaptability, it's really... It is the ability to grow stronger, to become better. Um, it's it's all of those. It's to be able to endure, to bounce back, to be able to be flexible and 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 agile. Um, but when the, the words that you said, and we were talking about this earlier, is that as people are talking and picking out, helping, because we're figuring this out on the fly. We're, we're literally doing improv of, of how do we help people. Okay. Is, is the difference between just reacting to an event or embracing? The event. And if you just want to continue to react, it's exhausting. To, to, to VUCA style change, to volatile, uncertain, complex, yep. and an accelerating pace of change, it's exhausting to kind of constantly be zigging and zagging without a strategy, without the skills to do that. Mm-hmm. And what we're talking about and how improv can help you build that courage and confidence in order to be able to adapt and to the zig and the zag. With ease, it's part exactly. of our life. We're just we're just constantly dancing with change. By the way, that was that was a line from my TED talk. You know, I grew up dancing with change. Um, is how do we do that? Um, and and so, for somebody to, to you know, other than signing up for a class on improv, um, what can somebody? What can an individual or what can an organization start right now? What's an What's an exercise um, that they can do to say? I get it. This sounds good. How wh- Where do we get started?
1: Right. indeed. Um, there was so much of what you said that I appreciated. the uh, the tenacity of grit, the elasticity of resilience to be able to to bounce back and to have an agility uh, within an organization, and the emotional, Uh, uh, fortitude and uh, ability to be, uh, to have that difference between a response and a reaction. So we're in complicated, challenging, exciting times. You know, I also want to give a shout out for at the beginning of this conversation, you talked about optimism, you talked about hope, and it intrigues me that the research shows that hopeful people are more realistic which is somewhat a little bit counterintuitive, you know, hopeful people give that sort of Pollyanna, the sun will come out tomorrow type of thing. And yet, a great researcher, uh, uh, Shane Lopez does something called hope mapping. And he, uh, there is uh, more realism in people who are hopeful, and they are consequently able to See where the speed bumps are ahead. See where the problems are ahead, and uh, and be able to navigate those better. Hope, hope is um, what can an organization do? I I would encourage them to look into the. Work of positive psychology because they are kissing cousins to applied improv and indeed the program that I run it's called Happy Happy spelt with an I E it is an acronym for how to apply positive psychology improv exercises and so the work of uh, Marty Seligman the past president of the APA the American Psychological Association and his work in learned optimism Barbara Fredericton, and um, and Adam Grant and Oh, I, um, uh, Jonathan Haidt and uh, Angela Dweck and, or I beg your pardon, Angela Duckworth, Carol Dweck, all of these very interesting researchers who are looking at this emerging field of psychology are revealing that um, as opposed to traditional psychology, which took sort of a, uh, a, a what is wrong approach, you know, what is what is dysfunctional what is abnormal and that's all well and good and as it should be of course the history of that field should look at this positive psychology looks at what is working what humans and organizations do to thrive and that and often erroneously thought of as some sort of happyology what the field of positive psychology looks at is how indeed people and organizations thrive and more pointedly, how we can learn to suffer well, you know? Um, You talked about the necessity of discomfort and being able to, you know, uh, adapt to change. And all pedagogy, the science of how we learn, uh, reveals that when we play and when we laugh and we are experiencing and especially co-creating with another, we learn better. We retain things for longer. Indeed, it's not just information in. It is part of us. It is that experience. So to extrapolate the field of positive psychology and to summarize it in the yes and approach is to offer just one little, I see we're at 126, offer one (laughs) little
2: exercise.
0: So... Do we have time? Yes. Do we have time, Ira, to ask her the question that I'm I would love to hear? Which in it's our show. Tell <laughs> us about tell us about the most challenging client situation you ever faced. Wow. Um,
1: for different reasons. Um, so a quick recipe for burnout in the world of HR, as you both know, is being in a being in a position where you are on the front lines and hold the responsibility, hold the weight of the responsibility to mm-hmm. uh, uh, complete the task at hand. You know, ha- have in your forefront perfect execution, and at the same time, have no decision making power to change the system. So. Our very partners, difficult, our teachers, our uh, our emergency room nurses, you know, people who are on the front line, and it is um, and in organizations, and I've worked with uh, universities and hospitals and uh, gov- government organizations for a lot of those employees, um, they need to be heard, and I speak to this example because it took a long time for me to get up the rungs of the ladder, to talk to the right people, to do the necessary change in the organization so that those people could be heard. And once they were, then that moved the behavioral dial, you know? Um, there's a whole world in diversity and inclusion as well that I think adaptability quotient is going to be yeah. extremely valuable in. And uh, and I look forward to... Um, I look forward to some important social experiments that I've uh, uh, collaborated that 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 I have begun to collaborate with, to be able to make significant change in that world as well.
0: I'm looking forward to learning more. Thank you.
3: I'm sorry, Joyce. I said I'm
0: I'm looking forward to learning more about adaptability and the AQ.
1: Oh, good! It's fascinating. It's Fascinating, you know. If it be
2: true, oh, something pop up? So, uh, I got a question for you, Nancy. We're we're almost at the end of the segment. Uh, yeah. We we've just we've ended 2020, um, and you know everybody's glad to put it behind us. Uh, however, there are things that happen during the course of the year uh, that are that we hope don't go away. We mm-hmm. hope continue that we learned either about ourselves or about a situation. Um, what's something that you hope that we you can take away from 2020 that um, that can continue, some, something new that continues?
1: Oh, what a great question, Ira. See, this is why I hit it off with you. <laughs> we, um, and I'm gonna have to share something, and I'm gonna have to share something a little personal. The fact that, um, you know, courage never feels courageous. When I need to do something courageous, it's always an experience in vulnerability. And I do not like feeling vulnerable. You know, I am much more comfortable speaking behind the world of academia, statistics, blah, 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 and being able to facilitate a workshop. But if I am to be true to my work, if I am to chase the good, I I do two things. I chase what is good and what is true. And uh, and the truth is that after my company being decimated in the spring of 2020, losing 95% of my revenue, I was supposed to be in four different countries, had speaking engagements all over the world, and you could hear the brakes screeching to a halt. So I had to retreat, revamp, renew, reinvent, and, um, and feel the vulnerability through that. I came out not unscathed, but stronger. So if you ask me what I want to continue in 21, it is just that. I want to keep doing things not because they are not in spite of the fact that they are uncomfortable, but because of the fact that they are uncomfortable. And I think that is the message that shows like this and you know, the professionals like yourselves, we need to continue that message for our students and our children and our grandchildren that Joyce will soon hug after she gets her second vaccine and our organizations. I mean, get comfortable being uncomfortable because that is, you know the north winds are coming and we will experience more change. And there is a way to do so with, uh, that we can, we can adapt with optimism. And I think that is, you know, that's what we're being called to do.
2: Nancy, how can people reach out to you? We had your Mm. website going across the bottom before we'll put it back up there.
1: Thank you. Uh,
2: uh, How else can they get a hold of you? Um, how can they reach you?
1: Yeah, the website is the best way. Shoot me an email. I am nancy at nancywattcom.com. My name is Nancy Watt. My company is Nancy Watt Communications, and I am privileged to do the work work that I do. I look forward to uh, hearing from some of your listeners. Uh, If anyone has any questions about applied improv, I promise you I get back to you and I
0: I'm very grateful for the opportunity to share with you today, Joyce and I. I have just one last final question. Sure. Are, were you able to move your previously in-person improv training online?
1: Thank God. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So I did so with a couple different things. Um, I built an in-house home studio with the help of a startup company called LightboardDepo.com. This was a game changer. I needed to uh, build myself a bit of a stage and yeah. I love it. And so thank goodness, so many improv exercises translate, translate really well online. Thank you for that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and the whiteboard is fascinating. I know we talked about maybe using it today and it wasn't you know the kind of right format, but um, it, it, it was. I saw it on the, another presentation you did. Yeah. Uh, UAI. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Uh, oh, so, yeah. yeah.
1: Lightboard. Another thing,
2: again, another thing. You probably prior to this said, how can you possibly do improv digitally? How can you do it? And
1: and there it is. And we can't. Exactly. We. Uh, I have a, a. We have a paper published in the Journal of um, uh, Psychology, Neuroscience, and Behavior, lowering social anxiety disorder for youth using a 12-week improv bootcamp. And wow. I am. Wow. I know. I am delighted that that worked. I can't even, I'm sorry that I didn't uh, mention it earlier, but it's a great project. But uh, we have continued with those youth online and they named their ensemble uh, Connection Deficit Disorder. Not a (laughs) disorder. Connection connection Deficit Disorder. (laughs) And so if you are Ira, if you you want to join us on 4 p.m., on a Friday, we have psychologists and actors and improvisers join us from all over the world. And what a beautiful thing to be able to do online. If any of your, uh, um, you know, listeners have an interest in that, in youth education and social anxiety, I'd be delighted to continue that conversation
2: as well. Thank you, glad we continued that conversation. Nancy, it's always a pleasure. So uh, generous. Fun. I know we'll be, we'll be, you and I will be chatting quite a bit. Uh, yeah. now, I would look forward to to collaborating and building the AQ community and being part of helping helping a uh, hundred people, a million people not be left behind.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. You know, your president said this morning, may we show the world not by the example of our power, but by the power of our example. Um, wow. uh, a fine statement uh, on this important day. Happy Inauguration Day to you both. Thank you for allowing me on your show.
2: Thanks so much, Nancy. Thank you so Really, much. really appreciate it. Nancywatcom dot Joyce. Yes, we could have gone on forever. Yes, I always our, so, our conversations with with uh, Nancy are always uh, quick and robust and and uh, and uh, you know invigorating. So and hopefully we, we left that feeling with with a lot of people and we, always
0: over before we're ready for them to be over, right?
2: That's a good thing. It leaves us wanting, and leaves hopefully it leaves everybody else. Right. We do need to quick come have a quick break. break. Come back to a, a quick a shorter segment. Uh, we borrowed some of your time for ahead of the curve. Okay. Uh, but you're listening to Geek Skeezers and Googleization. Uh, thank you for being part of Googleization Nation. If you haven't subscribed to it, go to googleizationnation.com. Oh, forgot one of the most important things. We now have a Geek Skeezers Googleization LinkedIn page. So, if you go to LinkedIn, just type in Geek Skeezers Googleization, uh, and you'll also get updates on there as well. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We're going to hear from our sponsor, Success Performance Solution, And um, another real quick announcement we have a new uh, sponsor coming on board in a couple of weeks in Gomo.
0: Very excited. Very yeah, so we'll excited be about a lot that.
2: More about that. But today, you'll hear from Success Performance Solutions, and we'll be back with Ahead of the Curve. Hiring top talent shouldn't be left up to the roll of the dice. And yet, that's exactly what many organizations do. They roll the dice, cross their fingers, and pray for a better outcome. Hiring the right employees the first time is much too important and way too costly to leave to a game of chance. Your employees and your customers deserve better. For 25 years, Success Performance Solution has been helping small and medium-sized businesses hire smarter. They offer pre-employment and leadership assessments from typing and data entry, to C-suite competence. Whether it's production, sales, healthcare, call centers, or management, Success Performance Solutions can help. Visit their website at www.successperformancesolutions.com to schedule a free demo or call 800-803-4303.
3: A lot of you might be feeling like you're standing in deep shift, but do you know what grows and rises out of deep shift? Opportunity. To successfully navigate the shift to the new normal, each of us must learn to rapidly adapt to the speed of change. Some of us are hardwired for this. Others, not so much. That's where Success Performance Solutions can help. Success Performance Solutions is now your AQ headquarters. Whether you are personally struggling with the next chapter in your career or wondering how ready your team is for fast, disruptive change, our AQ assessment and coaching will provide you a detailed, scientifically-backed roadmap to guide you into the new normal. Optimize your adaptability today. Contact Success Performance Solutions about evaluating your team's change readiness or joining our upcoming AQ Masterclass. Visit successperformancesolutions.com or call us at 800-803-4303.
2: Hey, welcome back, everyone, to Geek Skeezers Googleization. We're here for our segment ahead of the curve with my co-host Joyce Joya, uh, who uh, this—the origin of this—is I've been a, a reader and a follower of the Herman Trend Alert for. 20 years, I think, a long time. Uh, and then just a few months ago, Joyce and I had started to talk, wanted to feature part of that. She was talking a lot of trends about the normal, what was going to happen, no, normal 2.0. Uh, we started to do this as a just a few minute segment, and it, we're still continuing the segment, but um, expanded that into a co-host role uh, as well. So Joyce, what's on uh, what's on your mind?
0: And uh, by the way, I'm thrilled about it. Thank you so much, Ira. Pleasure. So the,
2: the,
0: the topic that I wanted to discuss today is a trend alert that I wrote a couple of weeks ago called Access is the New Currency. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me explain. I was sitting in the office of the general manager of the hotel where I was staying in Mazatlan, Mexico. And we were talking about the fact that most of the the, uh, hotels that are on the uh, Camaro Sabalo, I believe is how you say it, the particular street that he's on, uh, have this problem in that people who live in Mexico think about... Mazatlan as a weekend-only destination. And I said, well, we just need to create some midweek events. <laughs> and so he said, well, we need to get you in to talk to, to talk to the Hotel Association. And I said, great, and let's keep talking about this. And I, I realized that there was a connection that I was seeing. You know, what I do as a futurist I think, is to connect the dots. I see something going on here, something going on here, something going on there, and I put it together and say, okay, the world's going in this direction. Well, what I realized is is for the people who would be coming, access to celebrities might be a real draw. It might be enough to get them to come to those hotels and to the city Mm during the week, right? Mm -hmm. Spend that extra money for that access to celebrities. And that helped me. From there, I began thinking about a trend alert that I had written in the past that was about something that Jim Brickman was doing. Jim Brickman is a pianist whose work I really like. And Jim Brickman at one time was selling experiences back Stage experiences with him for two or three hundred dollars. You could do a backstage tour and have a special be there at a special reception with him and have extra access, right? You could also buy a spot on his radio show for three hundred dollars. I mean, different things, different kinds of experiences that he was selling, but basically, what they really were was access. And so that helped me to start thinking, well, if if consumers value access, then I'll bet that all stakeholders would value access. And so I began thinking about how each of the different stakeholder groups would perceive access in a different way. For instance, when I was doing some work with the state of Colorado, Uh, We were this was years ago and uh, it was one of the agencies and they wanted to reward their their people for very good work. But we had no money. And so I got them together and I said, okay, so besides money, what would you value? And one of the answers came back as breakfast or lunch with the the head of the agency or the number two. And connecting the dots, I realized it was access that they were finding to be valuable. They were placing a high value on that access. Uh, Think about sponsors or or, uh, as we call them now, corporate partners in corporate events. What are they looking for? They're looking for access to their economic buyers.
2: So, so going back to my question that I had for Nancy at the end of the first segment, sure. uh, which was what's what was something from 2020 that you wanted to keep from 2021? And as you're talking about access, what I found, what I got was access to people in 2020 that I probably would have never had before because they were speaking, they were busy. I might not have ever had that opportunity to meet with Nancy because if Nancy wasn't her her she didn't have to reimagine her business she she wasn't on stage all the time she wasn't doing trainings all the time she may not have gotten involved with the AQAI and if she wasn't involved with the AQAI then she wouldn't have been in my in my certification cohort and then that leads to something else but i had the opportunity to reach so many people i think that's what's relevant about what you're saying and yes. there may be people thinking what's this have to do with me i'd have to pay someone and to have access to them is no you don't you have free access to people now because people are commuting they're not traveling they're not on stage uh they're not in meetings they're in meetings all the time but there's a little bit more flexibility it's different now right? have access to people right. that we don't, didn't have access they to. They
0: don't have to spend hours getting on airplanes or, or even getting in a car to commute from one place to another. And let me give you another great example following on exactly what you're talking about. And that is that the Institute of Management Consultants was able to get the Malcolm Gladwell as a keynote speaker for their conference, whom they never could have afforded pre-COVID, and he was amazing. He was phenomenal. And it was because they were able to get that access due to COVID. Okay. Anyway, So I'd I, I really love, because we're, we're moving toward the end of the show, to talk a little bit about what I'm going to be doing on Friday morning because on friday morning i'm going to be working with our new sponsor our new sponsor is NGOMU. and NGOMU is a learning platform and on friday morning i'm going to do uh, i'm going to be interviewed by them in their in the opening segment it's called to, to get there it's Days.com. and if you would please put that into the into the, the chat so that uh, Rebel can put it up for our, our uh, audience. That would be great. BeMoreDays.com. And that's where you can go and register. It's free. And I'm going to be talking about the future of health and wellness. The entire half day event is about health and wellness and different aspects. It's a learning community. You'll get to hear the coaches and find out a little bit about what they do it's a great opportunity to become acquainted with our new sponsor in gomu and that's spelled i-n-g-o-m-u
2: and i think we have it i'm not sure if it's scrolling well there's be More days be more
0: days that's the place to go to
2: okay and then if you want to learn about in then uh that also should be scrolling across as well um what a We've had a great mm. January so far. We've had Jeff Wald um, yes. to kick it off, uh, talking about future work. We've had Derek Lundsten uh, last week uh, to talk uh, certainly about health and well-being. Uh, and today, I mean, with Nancy, Nancy. Uh, tremendous about the AQ, right. using improv, how to right. boost that, how to develop. Build your courage, your confidence, and uh, instill hope. Uh, for future, because uh, we we certainly need it. The world is not slowing down by any means. Uh, next week uh, we're going to have Jason Cochran. Uh, Jason, really looking is, forward is, to he, hearing Jason. He's got Jason. a company I aspire again, talking about how we can how people how we humans can adapt, be more comfortable. How we can help other people uh, do that, and we've got a great lineup. Uh, we would but we just schedule a few more people even into March. So uh, we'll we'll have a great show. We really do appreciate everybody being who who listens uh, on a regular basis. Uh, please share. Uh, don't forget uh, if this is a first time listener or you haven't done it yet. Please subscribe on Apple, Audible, uh, Google, uh, uh, Google Play, um, Stitcher, you name it, we're we're up there on. We're that.
0: on them all, yeah. right? We're, we're on them,
2: or uh, just subscribe on the YouTube channel. Uh, please subscribe. Leave your comments. Uh, let us know what you're what you're thinking about, what you're doing. Uh, we we want to uh, we want to grow the community, uh, and we really do want to help everybody succeed uh, to be able to grow forward. There is a tremendous amount of opportunity uh, that is coming up. Uh, that we all share in, uh, but uh, again, people are a little bit tentative. They're 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 waiting for things to settle down, and uh, you're gonna have a long wait.
0: <laughs> I, uh, for sure, I, I want to make one more suggestion, and that is that if there are any topics that you'd like us to cover on ahead of the curve, please don't hesitate to let us know.
2: And and the same, if there's if there's someone you want to hear from, if there's a topic right. uh, yeah. you have to share. Uh, for Geek Skeezers and Googleization, please let us know. We're, we're happy to uh, enter, entertain that uh, as well. Uh, reminder go to bestbook, uh, besthrbook.com. Uh, you can get your Recruiting in the Age of Googleization copy, second edition. Get a signed copy, just pay for the shipping, and you'll have that. Uh, don't forget to go to GoogleizationNation.com and subscribe, or just go and follow Geek Skeezers Googleization, which is now on LinkedIn. Go to our page there. Uh, thank you to Success Performance Solutions. Thank you um, for to you, Joyce, uh, for <laughs> being part of the show.
0: Thank you uh, to, to you, Ira.
2: look <laughs> forward to bringing in Gomo uh, on to the show as this new sponsor beginning in February. And uh, thank you all, you, all the listeners. I uh, appreciate you being here. Please spread the word. And until next week, when the shift hits your plan, we'll see you then. Take care. Yes.
0: Thank you.